0: Hey everyone, just want to encourage you to find us on your listening platform and give us a rating. Anywhere you listen to that has a rating system, go on over and give us a rating and maybe leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. These ratings really do help. Thank you so much for listening. On to this week's episode. Guys, I have a question for you. Would you take the Pink Ladies Pledge?
1: Oh, I don't even know what the Pink Ladies Pledge is.
0: The Pink Lady's Pledge is to act cool, to look cool. Cool and to be cool till death do you part think pink
1: i don't need to take that pledge because that's just how i live my life
0: uh i would take that pledge i mean if, whether or not i embody it or not i just think it's probably the best pledge you could ever take but except for the think pink part so i could relate to a character in the anti-pink
1: stance well, what do you have against pink i'm just curious because that's don't... like uh, that's like a heteronormative like
0: Uh, I don't like pink and I don't like purple because I don't like a shade of purple like that. Like I don't, those are colors that not speak to me and I don't actually like blue, but is it?
1: Okay. Okay. Fine. So you don't like either the female or the masculine, but do you not like the pink though because of its associations to, uh, girly stuff?
0: No, I like warm colors and I find blue, pink, purple to just not be the kind of colors I like.
1: Interesting, because isn't pink a warm color if it falls into the red spectrum?
0: Yeah, it's just not. I don't know. It's like purple, and I don't like purple. And if purple is a warm color, it's just the one warm color I don't like.
1: No, I think purple is a cool color for sure. Okay. It's like a mix of. falls into cool.
0: Yeah. It's like pink is somewhere between red and purple, and they're just like, not for me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Why are
1: we talking so much about the color pink? What's going on? Because
0: we're talking about the pink ladies today, and we're talking about Ah, the new Grease revival sort of thing going on. It's not a reboot. It's kind of a prequel.
1: It is a prequel.
0: uh, But it fits into our category, so we're going to cover it. I'm Nicole. Mm -hmm. And I'm Rolando. And
1: Eddie Z.
0: And this is Remakes, Reboots, and Revivals.
1: an Original podcast about an an originality. originality.
0: so we're gonna start off today's episode with some news uh like we we sometimes do <laughs> as of a- late as of late and I've literally been informed about this 30 seconds ago. So Eddie Z, please enlighten us all about the news.
2: So rumor has it that Twilight is getting a TV reboot. Right on the heels of the Harry Potter show announcement.
1: That's so like Twilight to like It is
0: so like Twilight <laughs> to really capitalized. off Potter. Of yeah. <laughs> the popularity of Harry Potter's news, you know. When I was pitched Twilight, they're like, "Oh, you like Harry Potter? Read Twilight." Worst pitch ever, but I feel like a lot of people got into Twilight because they needed something like Harry Potter to kind of binge, and it's just crazy how Harry Potter announces and Twilight does. It's like always stealing Harry Potter's thunder.
1: I swear. I don't know if it's all, but was it like Harry Potter like ending when Twilight began?
0: Yeah, that's and that's why it became so popular because I you know. I Suppose I mean, it's also
1: different. <laughs> it's funny that
2: both so franchises uh, have Robert Patterson in it. That's
1: true, both Pattinson. Yeah, yeah, they do have Robert Pattinson in them. Yeah, no, I think a Twilight reboot would make sense because I think the problem with Twilight as a whole is, and this comes from the source material, but that relationship moves so fast that it just feels like such a fantasy. I feel like if you do it as a series, it more so becomes like True Blood, right? Where you see the ups and downs of a relationship in more so of a less compact time. So I think yeah. there's pros and cons. Now, do we? is there like a network attached to it or is it just like people no, saying? No, it's, it's like, early stage.
2: Lion, lion Gates involved, but no network.
1: Interesting. So who
0: announced it?
1: It'll probably lion- Stephanie Meyer. Stephanie Meyer, <laughs> <Linesgate>. <laughs> Uh No, I, I was messing around. I don't know who announced it. Uh, it's probably just like those... Uh, uh leaked things that like show up in like the news and stuff most likely unless you have a source
2: eddie it's a hollywood the hollywood reporter
1: oh the hollywood that's a that's a legit source though so
0: yeah yeah um okay interesting i mean if we cover it which we probably will um (laughs) i would hope that they actually do a lot different um because i don't know if i want to see the exact same thing i never kind of do yeah. And I would hope that they fix the, kind of a lot of the errors that I personally found in the first Twilight. So I hope they cater make it to me, is what, what I'm saying.
1: Wait, do you want the exact same thing for Harry Potter, too? Or... No,
0: no, no. We were saying last week, like, change remember. up the casting. Yeah, change up know? the
1: casting. Give me, like, uh, like Shangela as McGonagall.
0: Yes, exactly. That's so I don't I know. Is. I mean, like, explore some areas that maybe were hinted at in the books and we didn't get in the movies. So I don't know. Just change it up. Experiment. And you know
1: what? Change up everything. Like, make Harry Potter end up with Hermione, like everyone wanted. Ooh,
0: right. That totally will <laughs> not piss everyone off. And <laughs> what? No, I feel like up.
1: more people wanted them to end up together.
0: Yeah, it feels really odd uh, that she did end up with Ron. But I was also kind of like, so why does everyone have to be paired off?
1: I mean, that's true. I mean, Ron. Maybe he'll end up with Draco.
0: Oh yeah, the I don't guy? know. Who's J.K. The Rowling's one? not that woke. The only way a J.K. Rowling character could be homosexual is if they're dead and it was in their past.
1: It was no. There was that gay couple throughout the entire film series in the background. In the background? Yeah, there was like the the kid who went on to be in How to Get Away with Murder, and another white kid. No. Oh, Seamus
0: he- and uh, and Dean Thomas. Yeah. Like, yeah. they the, were they like a couple throughout that, the entire that, That's fan fiction. But, you know, hey, they were dancing in the let's ball. Let's make it. it like- let's make it in this new one. Let's say Seamus and Dean were in love. So they just couldn't <laughs> publicly say it because people, you know, would homo shame them. So mm-hmm. I
2: feel like Dean's too cool for Seamus, though. Like, <laughs> Dean's really cool. Like, that was the thing about him in the books. He was like super cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he got Ginny, you know, which is also Harry Potter and Ginny Weasley worst coupling ever. So hope we t- we started with Twilight. Obviously, we're back. <laughs> Harry
2: Potter. Okay, it all every goes day, it all comes every back day of Harry my Potter. life, Harry Potter. I always. <laughs>
0: um, but you know, it's we're talking about if you're going to do something or you're going to revisit something, why not do something new? Why not experiment? And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about this brand new Paramount Plus television show called *Grease: Rise of the Pink Ladies*. Which honestly, I haven't heard too much about. Have you heard like a lot of like fade back or, you know, read any reviews?
1: No, but yeah, it's kind of been
0: really mute on my end. It has
1: been a little quiet. So, God only knows what our numbers are going to (laughs) be (laughs) like.
0: Yeah, people are dying to listen to this one. Yeah,
1: I know. Well, maybe, maybe no one's talking about it. And like the few fans that this show probably has are just like, finally, someone is talking about what I want to talk about.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, so Greece as a film came out in 1978, and it was a huge hit. It's kind of become- I
1: can't believe it's 1978 when this movie came out.
0: I know. It's pretty crazy. More than 40 years. Um, This movie is an American treasure movie, right? It's like everyone knows of it. Everyone, they probably have seen it, but if they haven't, it's like they've seen it because it's so embedded in pop culture. Everybody kind of is like aware of the songs. Not saying everyone knows the lyrics or something. Like, it's a very familiar thing. In terms of pop culture, and they re released it a lot. They re released it like last year. They played it on TV. They did like the live thing. Like it got mm-hmm. a sequel, which I think is better than the original. On Sundays oh, of the week, you know
1: who would agree with you, my friend Amanda. She loves Grease Two more than Grease. I have never seen Grease, but uh, Grease Two. But I've heard it's awful.
0: Yeah, so it is like in its own world, and it's a very unique movie. But I personally love it. Um, I, to quote Millie DeJirgo. The film program at TCM, she says people who like Grease 2 are cooler, funnier, and more attractive. And I'm just going to uh-huh. take her word on that. Oh, so, okay. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I personally think Grease 2 is great. Um, but like Grease, again, you know, like Grease is a movie that. Everyone's kind of seen a production or heard of a production happening in high school. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of roll your eyes when people pick "Summer Nights" or "Hopelessly Devoted to You" at karaoke night. F like it's you. just kind I of everywhere. I feel like that's a dig at
1: me because I always pick "Summer Nights" with. <laughs> do, Eddie. You? do you? Yeah, I, I usually that is one of our duet songs, but we do it ironically. We're not doing it because like we think it's a good. song. Well, that's different. This isn't like a good. I love of, it. Yeah. It is a good. It's a fun song, but like I do. I mean, I'm the one singing the high notes. You. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I We're not really doing it justice here. I'm doing the Olivia Dukakis part. And I, the only reason I do that is because of Parks and Rec when uh, Leslie Nope had to do karaoke with like an adversary and it's uh-huh. a guy. And she's like, I guess I'll be Olivia. He's like, No way. I'm Olivia. I do the high notes. <laughs> and I'm just like, That's me. That's what I want to be. Do the high notes. Did you say Olympia Dukakis? No, Olivia. Oh, okay. Did I say Olympia Dukakis? I don't think I did. I, I know the I name, but I have it. no idea what I
0: Okay. Well, whatever, it doesn't matter. I mean, I love I love musicals. I love Greece, which is probably why I also love Greece too. So like mm. but I feel like the general attitude is kinda like when people play the time warp. People roll their eyes like it's so overplayed at that part at that point. Because mm-hmm. everybody knows it. it's kind of that stature.
1: Oh time warp is only overplayed in Halloween.
0: Or at like lame parties.
1: I don't think I've been to a single party where they played that song.
0: Not even when you were like in high school?
1: Uh, No. I'm sorry. Uh. I went to a high school where the kids were cool. (laughs) Did
0: did you go to Rydell High?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was in the student body.
0: Um, And I was
1: technically a jock because I was in a sports team. So
0: I guess that that makes you a jock, right? Yeah, Yeah. Technically. Yeah. It does. Um. So, when Greece came out, it like broke records, like it was the highest grossing musical film at its time. It was such a best selling album. uh, it got nominated for Academy Awards, really for the songs and stuff, and it's like in the National registry and it's preserved there in the Library of Congress and stuff mm-hmm. um, and they've been talking about sequels and prequels and t v shows since Greece Two came out, and when Greece Two did terribly, they put it on the shelf right um but yeah, like. Grease takes place in 1958 and it came out in 1978. So it was 20 years after. And the purpose of the original film, Grease was this like nostalgic look back at 20 years ago, like the fifties. Cause seventies was all very nostalgic for fifties.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, it's usually like, that's usually yeah. how it goes. I like, guess usually 20 years because the way it goes, right? Like the people who graduated college mm-hmm. are reminiscing of their times in high school by the time they have like the executive power to make these decisions. So it's like usually the 20 year apart.
0: Yeah. Yeah, It it does usually go that way. Yeah. That's why I like,
1: right. Aren't we like obsessed with like the nineties at the moment?
0: Well, nineties was more than 20 years ago though.
1: Are we? Oh, maybe we're obsessed with the aughts.
0: I think I think we're slowly realizing the odds is
2: kinda like well, what about the odds are we obsessing about?
1: Like Britney Spears, uh N Sync, that kind of shit right now. Seriously. I yeah. think we're
2: just obsessed with Britney Spears because of Britney Spears, not no. because of like we time should time not be obsessed with Britney period.
1: Spears. We should we to- even
0: be obsessed with the early odds? Like that was not a good time. Uh, what what was wrong with the early odds? Just there's like fashion wise, it wasn't that great. Like I maybe music wise, sure. I know. But 9-11 was yeah. the early odds, yeah.
1: but you know what? That gave us a police state that we live in now. And God bless America, you know?
0: God bless America, indeed. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so 20 years before, and they were like, let's make a film that's nostalgic about the era we grew up in, but now that the code has been lifted and we can portray sex in films, let's just make a film about sex and teenagers in high school.
1: Mm-hmm. And Reading color, hormones. Grace.
0: yes. And so it's about a local boy, Danny Zuko. And he's part of the T-Birds at Rydell High. And vacationing Australian Sandy Olsen, for some reason, now starts attending that school. And she's like, <laughs> oh, hey, Danny.
1: <laughs> we're like, let's pick up point, our romance. Honestly, I've seen this movie so many times and even rewatching it. She's from Australia? Where, where did this little tidbit come from?
0: I know. I guess she just could not mess Like, she couldn't do an American accent. So they're like, okay, you're Australian.
1: That's so funny.
0: Why not? <laughs> um and yeah, he's like I don't know you cuz I no- only know these T-Birds and the girl group, the Pink Ladies. And the Pink Ladies in the original Grease movie are way cooler than the T-Birds.
1: Oh, I think. I was gonna say- I thought you were saying then the TV show. I'm just like, "Whoa." No, no, no. So Strong the T-Birds word
0: <laughs> <laughs> The T-Birds consist of Danny Zuko who's kind of like their leader and Kenickie and then there's Duty Sunny and Putzie. Who are just the three stooges. Oh, yeah. No,
1: I mean, the T-Birds suck. Obviously, yeah. the Pink Ladies are kind of terrible, too, though. So,
0: Well, the Pink Ladies are kind of mean girls. Yeah, they are um, mean girls. Yeah. Specifically so Rizzo. Betty Rizzo, who's their, like, leader. There's uh-huh. Frenchie, who, you know, wants to be the beautiful dropout, who's actually a friend to Sandy and wants Sandy to be part of the Pink Ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Jan, who's kind of the comic relief, silly one. And then there's Marty, who's really just obsessed with getting some dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like who so, isn't? Yeah, but like everyone wants to pair off with one of the T-birds, and Marty's like, "No, I'm gonna try and hook up with Johnny <laughs> Fontaine uh at the at the party and stuff." So anyway, this movie's just about their sex capades. That's really it. The older you get, you're like, "Wow, this movie's just about sex." And which so is, is funny. Too.
1: That's that's you just so you should mention because as we're watching the remake, the the revival, I think Eddie's good thing was like wow like this is really about sex I'm just like Eddie so was Greece like Greece was all about sex like so truly awesome.
0: Yeah yeah I mean summer nights is all about them both lying like he's pretty much saying all we did was a fuck and she's like oh it was so great we fell in love you know Wait, the difference between you think that women. she was lying though no I think she was telling the truth he was lying
1: yeah I think that's how the song is absolutely <clears> played that she you know they didn't fuck but
0: Yeah we made out under the doubt, or whatever. And she's like, we stayed up until 10 o'clock. It's, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, do you like Greece? You don't like musicals, uh, but do you like Grease?
1: I don't think... Uh, like is a strong word. I don't dislike it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You're indifferent? I've seen, it, I've seen it several times. Yeah. Uh, where I... It plays on TV, like, regularly. So sometimes it'll just it be... Does. on. And it's like, all right, I'll just leave it on and just have it on in the background. Uh... My favorite song is Beauty School Dropout, I think. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a, a good song. Yeah, I feel like it's such a mean song.
0: Oh, because it's so, like, uh, mocking Frenchy.
1: Yeah. Like, poor yeah. girl. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. That's really it. I hate the song Grease Lightning.
0: Yeah, you know, it's fine. Um, I love Danny Zuko as a character. So I actually realized that I, I really like John Travolta as an actor.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think this comic sequences that revolve around Danny Zuko playing sports and yeah. Greece actually really work. For, <laughs> they really work for me. I find them quite funny. I just think he like embodies like that, you know, stupid teenage boy who's so cocky and yet doesn't know how to throw a fucking baseball or it like was, play basketball. Is, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And I think that the, the dance scene is wonderful. I think it's put together. Well, I think it's like really fun to watch. I love Chacha Di Gregorio. you know, uh, the best dancer at St. Bernadette with the worst reputation. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm all about it. And they actually referenced St. Bernadette in Rise, uh, Rise of the
1: They Big did, Ladies. yes, they did.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's fun. Uh, I Again, like I said, I think *Greece 2 is just as good, maybe even better. And they actually make a lot of references to *Greece 2 in this new one, which is. So we can't talk about *Greece 2 because you didn't watch it.
1: I've never seen Grease 2, nor was I no aware it was going to be part of our homework.
0: Yeah, well, because actually, the Pink Ladies Pledge is from *Greece 2.
1: Oh, that's why they didn't know that's why Yeah. <laughs> that's why when yeah. you asked. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what well, the when I saw the trailer about.
0: for the Rise of the Pink Ladies, they said they began it with the Pink Ladies Pledge. I'm like, they're referencing Greece too. So good. Wow. So yeah. Do you think
1: Greece demos have like this really underground like cult of love? It's a cult right? movie.
0: It's one hundred percent a cult movie. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it has like they've well, had
0: like fortieth anniversary screenings and everything. Really? Mm-hmm. I and like the
1: only the only star I know from it is Michelle Pfeiffer.
0: Yeah, and she like has completely disassociated herself. Oh from yeah, it. no, I could imagine. <laughs> Which is a shame though, because people like genuinely love it. Like Drew Barrymore is actually <laughs> a huge fan. I found out recently of Greece too.
1: That tracks with her personality for some it reason. Like, it Like I kind of does, it. right? Yeah. Like if she, yeah, like if she said that, if you gave me like a list of celebrity names that she's on it, and that was like the fact that I had to connect to her, I'd be like, this, that's yeah, Drew Barrymore. That
0: is Drew Barrymore. Yeah, and Michelle Pfeiffer just embodies cool in Greece too she's just the coolest when I was younger I thought she was the coolest girl ever
1: um, did you think she was the hottest girl ever
0: yeah I thought she was really attractive Yeah, yeah.
1: you know when she looked hottest in the movie with Harrison Ford about the what lies beneath yes she looked all crazy she was going crazy she was being her. gaslighted yeah exactly it would be so good I hope they remake that
0: huh I wonder is that a remake of gaslight I
1: wonder. oh I've never oh. seen
0: what lies beneath. So You've
1: you... never seen what lies beneath. You've never seen the iconic moment where Michelle Pfeiffer is a riding Harrison Ford and then she's like, I think she knows. And he's like, Who? And then she goes in, but like her face changes and she's like, Your wife.
0: And no, so, I've never seen send it to me.
1: I got <laughs> I got <laughs> it. And mock did it in scary movie too also. <laughs> like, you know, Ah, that you must be one
0: I of the did. references I don't get then. <laughs> um Actually, the thing about Grease 2 is that Frenchie comes back. I don't know why they decided to put poor Frenchie, I guess, flunked out of beauty school and had to go back to Rydell. Uh, That's poor
1: Frenchie. I
0: know. They really just shit all over Frenchie in this this show. I mean, in these two movies. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're really here to talk about this new show, Rise of the Pink Ladies, which has been in development for a long time.
1: It has been. So we talked about a prequel that they were working on for Mm -hmm. Grease some time ago. It was supposed to be a focus on the summer that the song "Summer Lovin'" is based off of, in which it was going to be Zuko that. Yeah. and uh, and and Sandy's like you know relationship like that summer. And I think because if you listen to some of our early episodes, it's there. Uh, and our reaction was just like, "What? Why would we need a whole movie or a TV show about this?" Yeah, and I guess it got reformulated. <laughs> I think I think the creators listened. And they were like, you you know what? They're right. We don't need a whole story about Sandy and, and yeah. uh Zuko's summer. So they gave us this show instead, the rise of the pink ladies. Which yeah. is absolutely fitting because I think I have pink eye at the moment. So what a <laughs> what a week for me guys.
0: And Otter. Wow, you're you're so like in with the theme of the week. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, Rise of the Pink Ladies. It's on Paramount Plus currently. New episodes starting April 6th. We're towards the end of uh, April here, but they release every Thursday. So I think only four episodes, as we've recorded, have been up. I was only able to watch two. Same. But I think I got a pretty good idea of this show from it. Uh, And pretty much it takes place in 1954, four years before Greece. And we're in Rydell High, and we are being identified with four students who are responsible for creating the gang Pink Ladies. And these students are Jane, Olivia, Cynthia, and Nancy. Mm Mm-hmm uh jane is a new student from like last year i think
1: she's kind of new she's she's new she she transferred halfway through the previous year yeah and uh, she was known as jane the brain
0: jane the brain yeah she wears glasses so she's an outcast and also half puerto rican half puerto rican and and then italian so jane fracciano yeah uh, her younger the- sister is Frenchie, which they reveal.
1: Right. That was what a twist. We, we we got to see young Frenchie and young Rizzo.
0: Yeah. So the actress who played Frenchie, chef's kiss.
1: Oh, I thought the actress who played Rizzo was a chef's kiss. also.
0: Yeah. So the one on Rizzo, I'm kind of like torn about because I'm like, you're not really embodying Stalker Channing, but at the same time, this is four years ago, Rizzo. Right. And I kind of feel like, okay, I could see the evolution from that. To that. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: I thought so too. Yeah, but I would agree with you. Frenchie was another chef's kids for this. Like super. Yeah. Also, I don't know if it's a smart choice, but I will respect it. Where they gave us just to tease a Frenchie without making this a Frenchie prequel. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're focusing on the, the pink ladies, and we can now understand why Frenchie would become of a, a pink lady, right? Exactly. Like her yeah. sister starting to make sense.
0: Uh-huh. And of course. Frenchie has been in every single Greece like product yet. So we had to have Frenchie in it or else yeah. it would have been drinks. Um, there's Olivia, who is a Latina and she has a brother. What's his name? Richie. Richie. Mm-hmm. And the two of them. And he's a T-bird and she's a total outcast. And there are rumors going around that she slept with a teacher and she saw Marilyn Monroe movie at the beginning of the school year at the drive-in, where the first scene takes place, so she's walking around like she is the shit, and she let you know she's letting Marilyn just embody her, and she's like, "Fuck you, assholes! I am my own woman," kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And she's got great energy. Uh, it makes me question whether or not a character like this would have ever existed in 1954.
1: But well, I've, there's many characters gonna, here. Who yeah, would many exist. questions.
0: Yeah. So, and I'm gonna give my whole feelings on the show after I talk about the last two characters. There is Cynthia who is essentially androgynous, and she wants so badly to
1: be part of the T-Birds. Didn't she remind you of that character from West Side Story?
0: Yeah, uh, anybody.
1: That's it. I kept kept calling her Rizzo in (laughs) in the episode.
0: (laughs) That's funny. Um, When we
1: recorded West Side Story.
0: No, absolutely. She's like, oh my gosh, she's the anybody, which is also like, yeah, women like this absolutely existed. It existed in West Side Story, so here it is in fucking Greece. Mm Mm-hmm. And because she realizes that the T-Birds Will never accept her Just like the Jets will never accept anybody She's like, well, fuck you And she c- becomes part of the Pink Ladies And then there's Nancy uh, And Nancy is a fashion student Who had two best friends But they kind of ditched her for their boyfriends And uh-huh. she's like, boys suck Boys are gross We kind of know where this is going do and, we, uh,
1: I wasn't sure, but like, I do love Nancy's character Yes I do well, love her fashion And like her, her I don't know She's just, she seems so like one track minded, but it's like, I liked it. I like the portrayal. Be. It could
0: be. Well, that's the thing. Nancy's so far the least developed character.
1: Yes. And I want more of her, which is funny. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, she's, I mean, she's adorable every time she pops up. Like when Jane is like, oh, do you, whatever. She's like complaining and she's like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also like the perfect, like come back down to reality like nobody cares about this stuff why do you care so much about it when i don't care nobody else cares right um even though in high school they do and they like to make fun of you about it so those are our main characters and of course the t-birds in this film there's richie and then there's i think like uh wally there's gill whatever there's a couple of different ones we don't i don't really wow, know their names We really
1: remember their names okay
0: I'm kind of guessing here, but uh-huh. they're just as silly <laughs> as the T-Birds from the past two films, which is great. The T-Birds are always kind of like a joke, and uh-huh. that's what I always appreciate. Um, okay, these are my thoughts on Rise of the Pink Ladies. I'm just going to say it out now. Okay. Go for it. This kind of just came to me. Just like Greece was nostalgic for an era long gone, but then also wanted to look at it differently. Hey, let's look at 1950s culture, but let's sexualize the shit out of it. Mm -hmm. rise of the pink ladies is nostalgic for a film that we all love and grew up on. But now we are going to make it more accessible to everybody because let's say it, the original Grease movies are white as fuck.
1: Oh yeah. A million percent white as fuck.
0: They're white as fuck. And they're heteronormative as fuck. And for someone like us who watched these films growing up, it was like, okay, well love it. Love it. But am I there in any, like any way? I remember Mm -hmm. thinking maybe Jan, but then Jan was with Putsy. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like my take on this film, where it was like, you know what? As opposed to my beef with *The League of Their Own, which was presenting like historical accuracy and like mm-hmm. was telling stories of people who actually existed. I feel like this is more fantasy. I mean, at the end of Grease, they write off into the fucking sun. Right? right.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, this is clearly fantasy. Like they break off into song number and yeah. it's not. Like these imaginary moments in these characters' heads; these are happening canonically in the actual episodes. You kept calling them movies, a film, <laughs> it, which oh, actually—oh, these
0: episodes—or I uh, you kept wait, calling okay. them film,
1: but I'm just saying, which I actually—I want to get to that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the like the song and dance numbers are actually—they're ha- not like like imaginations, machinations in someone's heads. Uh, yeah, so I forgot where I was going with that. The only thing I wanted it to point fantasy. out. It is fantasy. It is fantasy. Yeah, but to your point, you kept calling this a film and stuff. It's a, you know, obviously it's a TV show. But I actually do think that's where maybe they made the mistake here. I think this should have been a movie. I actually would oh. have been okay with this just being like a, a movie. I don't know if I need a series of this. Okay. Because I actually do like the plot. And I actually think I like this plot more than I like the Grease plot, to be quite honest. What the hell is the plot in Greece? (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) There is is no plot. It's literally just the sexcapades of these teenagers, which is fine. I don't Uh, know. It's also
1: uh, it's a it's a will they won't they Sandy and Danny story. Yeah. Really, what it comes down to.
0: (laughs) Well, now let's go back to Greece really quick. Do you think that Sandy completely changed who she was just for some man, or do you think she let a man motivate her to become the fierce but she already she just didn't know she was?
1: I mean. Everyone always says that she changed for him, mm-hmm. right? Because we see her, like, getting the leather and we see her smoking the cigarette. Looking but we head. also see her put out the cigarette and really resort back to, like, so all she did was just change her outfit. This is Emperor's in new clothes. She didn't. Yeah. She didn't. Yeah. Actually, putting out the cigarette, because they do a close-up of that, is much more important than her actually taking the drag, in my opinion, because she tried it out. And she's like, oh, no, this is not for me. She puts it out. And he still wants her after she puts it out. You know what I mean? So the cigarette embodies the transformation. I think the cigarette embodies kind of that badassery okay. that she rejects, okay. but she can still dress sexy, and yeah. I think that's okay.
0: I think I think there's nothing wrong with physically transforming yourself. I get that it was for Danny, but I also think that she benefited from it, and that she's only going to grow. And I also think that after they ride off to the sky, she's probably going to dump his ass.
1: But they forget. But better. he also changed for her. He was yes, dressed like a did. goober.
0: Yeah, he was like, "I'll you go varsity I mean? jock for you." They it was very
1: up. much uh, the gift of the Magi there.
0: Yeah, and like you know, Danny didn't deserve it. He like ditched her for ChaCha.
1: Oh no, Danny was the absolute yeah, worst.
0: He's the ultimate fuck boy teenager. He's so stupid, which is also why I love his character because he's the most realistic teenage boy, one of the most in a movie. Uh huh. Um, he's just such a shithead. Uh, yes, much but, like know, some of the him.
1: boys in this in the TV show.
0: Yeah, I really felt like Richie was going for Danny Zuko vibes, which I appreciated because I was like, yeah, I want all the Danny Zuko vibes. But like, actually, probably way more intelligent Uh (laughs) than Danny Zuko Um, and funnier and kind of cuter because Jachavosa's got a weird face. I love him, but he's got a weird face.
1: I mean, he was already like 50 years old when they did Greece, wasn't he? (laughs)
0: He was much older yeah they well that was the thing of the 70s right four-year-olds play teenagers uh
1: yeah (laughs) this uh young guy who plays richie jonathan nieves Ah, he's my surname uh but he yeah he was he's he's cute and stuff uh i don't know why these women are throwing themselves for this character buddy
0: yeah because he's popular and he's white and like back then that was kind of everything that you know we were told to love
1: i guess that's all it takes uh but I guess let me give you guys a little bit of the plot here for the cause, as we just said. Like, what was the plot for Greece? I don't know. Uh, one of them gets pregnant, (laughs) and uh, and they do right off into the into the night sky together, or was it daylight? I think it was daylight.
0: It was daylight, yeah, just the clouds. But
1: it was basically the go will they won't they storyline between Sandy and uh and Danny. Whereas Mm -hmm. this one, this is a story focusing on Jane who almost goes all the way with her boyfriend, gets caught by uh, a jealous popular girl, basically, right? It's like one of the good girls who sees her and then spreads the rumor. And as we know, rumors spread like wildfire. So the first day of school, like, everyone's just calling her a slut behind her back. And she's trying to regain control of her reputation. Uh, She fails because Buddy lies to his friends and tells them that they went all the way, much like Danny Zuko did. And as a result, she is you know she's like the she wears that scarlet letter and she decides now fuck this i'm going to i'm going to take ownership of this at the very least and try to win control and so as a result she's running for office trying to represent like the outcasts of the school because you know the school is run by the popular people the pretty people the jocks and uh she's showing that no there's uh there's also a population of here people who 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 don't fit in and you know want to be represented and I actually thought okay this is basically this is I get this storyline I love it I don't mm-hmm. need a, I don't know if I need a tv show of it all right this yeah. is gonna be this is a a 10 episode engagement I don't know if I could, I could deal with 10 episodes of this kind of storyline to be quite honest
0: <clears throat> I, I do agree I, I think there's like over 30 songs that they wrote for this which is really impressive but after a while I don't know they just all kind of they weren't able to be like differentiated to my ear
1: i mean there were some good songs
0: there were some there were some good songs um i just like i agree though too like i was like wow musical tv show in theory i love it in this practice i don't know it's not working for me uh i think the story works better than the music i would agree
1: i think the story works significantly better than the than the music and actually i think i i think i said that to you eddie right like i was just like oh i would love this show so much more if they just cut out the musical numbers
2: no i said that to you i said oh i think i can just fast forward the musical numbers and just get to the oh. story
1: which is a shame because the musical numbers weren't bad like they weren't bad i they, just like, feel like i didn't need them for yeah that's story. just what i felt yeah. uh and, and i know it's a greece tv show so it's just like obviously you need music but mm-hmm. i think also the problem was that the music felt too contemporary it did yeah and that kind of just throws me out of, like, the 70s of it.
0: Well, this is another piece where it's, like, a piece... That's,
1: or 50s? What year? 60s? It takes place
0: in 1954, and yet 54. everyone's talking, like, it's 2023, and the music sounds very... Like, the way they mm-hmm. sing, the music composition, kind of a throwback, but more so sounds like something you'd hear on the radio today. Right. And I don't know. I, I kind of am like, do we need... People to talk like we do in order for us to connect to something that's like set in like a a period piece. Like it makes me question why so many pieces are doing this.
1: I don't know. I mean, isn't that like a stylistic choice sometimes? Mm. I'm not saying that that's what they were here.
0: Yeah. It makes me think of, again, A League of Their Own because they like Mm -hmm. were using words that they just and were vernaculars. They weren't speaking in the 40s. And I don't know. Was that a stylistic choice? I don't think so.
1: I yeah, think it I was an accessibility no. choice cuz they Maybe. felt
0: like they wanted to make things more accessible. But I'm like are people undermining like audiences? Like would audiences really be turned off if there wasn't a vernacular they could resonate resonate with? Like has the TikTok era really made us
1: <laughs> feel that way? I don't know. I mean, I feel like more and more audiences are stupid. <laughs> so, okay. like, so yeah. TikTok has kind of done it. I don't want to blame TikTok. I'm blaming an older audience here. Okay, why? Because they're the ones who are most resistant to change. Uh and the problem is like if right now what they're getting, if what if what they're seeing is a lot of contemporary stuff, contemporary content, if you do a period piece, I don't know, maybe this like maybe they're afraid of the if it's too authentic, I don't know. I don't know. I'm blaming the older people because this is not I don't know. I I wouldn't say this is geared towards the TikTok audience. This would definitely be geared more so towards, I think, an older audience, in my opinion. Well, yeah,
0: but also like making it more accessible. I feel like it's also like, hey, kids, you know, we're this is for everybody. It's not just for your parents. Greece isn't just for your parents anymore. And that's the thing. Like the fact that HBO is once again going to reboot Harry Potter and Whatever company is going to do Twilight, like all of these places that have these streaming services are probably desperate for people to be watching their and like getting subscriptions to their services. So they have to rely on their good old IPs that they are know will come through. But it's like Greece is so interesting because, yeah, like everyone knows Greece and everyone likes Greece. But was this really made for the Greece fan base or was this made? I feel like this was kind of made for a younger fan base.
1: Yeah, like I kind I of actually, feel like
0: you never had to have seen Greece in order to get this.
1: I kept wondering, so I kept wondering, like, who the hell is this for? Cause I don't know, I didn't need a Greece prequel.
0: Yeah, so Greece two was enough for me. So
1: I've never even seen it. So who? How could I? How could I say? But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who. What? Uh, what's the point of dumbing down the thing? But I don't know. Maybe it's just like is this i mean how important is the vernacular to the film
0: well so that's the thing when i watch oh, TV it show i'm like oh wow well, my 18 year old cousin is would really like this right mm-hmm. but do i think you know i don't know my mother would like this do i think my uncle would like this who's like very old school and stuff <laughs> doesn't even know how to like you work a cell phone kind of guy right so i'm like okay would he like the new grease, or would he look at it and be like this is too contemporary i don't recognize anything that i know and love about greece because then it makes me think about older people who are more kind of in what they expect from this kind of content
1: i see what you mean yeah like
0: it's it kind of comes off as too woke in that respect well for at least that demographic
1: right 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 i think you're right yeah i don't know because it's here's the other thing right it's paramount tv like, I don't know, Paramount TV's, like, target audience is basically yeah. Star Trek and Paramount Drag Plus Race. Paramount Plus is,
0: like, Drag Race for sure, I associate And Star with Trek it.
1: lovers, yeah. Like, those, those yeah. Really, Like what else do you know Paramount Plus for, right? They have a stronghold on these IP, and I think they're trying to put, it's like, oh, but look at this. I mean, okay, how about this? Does this new Grease, do you think it would appeal to the Drag Race audience? I know it won't appeal to the Star Trek audience. Would it appeal <laughs> to the Drag Race audience?
0: It could appear to... I think Star Trek audiences are pretty diverse in their tastes. But I do think that this could ap- appeal to Drag Race lovers. I do, honestly.
1: I would say more so than Star Trek, in my opinion. Eddie, you love yes. both. Which one does it speak more to? Your your Star Trek side or your Drag Race side? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I think Drag Race. I think it's the whole idea of like um, recognizing how we can be marginalized as others Mm -hmm. especially in these heteronormative constructs like high school especially high school in that time period Mm -hmm. and um just being different like i could just remember the first generation not remember excuse me (laughs) i can just imagine the first generation (laughs) of puerto ricans in the late 40s and 50s who came over from the island and now are living in, in you know in the main states. And trying to assimilate into society, and there's that that point um, where um, the mother of the uh-huh. main character says, "When she uh, don't speak Spanish, we're not in New York anymore." Mm-hmm. You know, and just kind of yeah. recognizing there there's been like you know like growing up and stuff like th- there was this you know kind of like you had to focus on you know speaking English, making sure you know you're teaming your accent to 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 fit in
1: which i liked about the show right because so we we mentioned that right like this is a much more diverse cast that isn't it's not it's not based in reality it's a little fantastical Mm -hmm. how how diverse this cast and group of popularity popular people would be however it's not colorblind though it still addresses some of the realities of yeah. of the times, and I was like, "Great, that's sometimes all I need—just acknowledgement that, like, oh no, we're aware this is absolutely fantastical. That's yeah. fine. That will suffice." Because I think sometimes when shows do the diverse thing, and it's colorblind, it feels inauthentic. At least absolutely. if you could bring me some of that—that that, like a little bit of reality here—I'm I'm usually happy. And I was very happy when, yeah. especially considering this is a show. I mean, let's be real: this is a show that has two lead latinas basically
0: yeah two of the coolest characters for sure. so
2: i was thinking about this too and it kind of all depends on like where like where like you know you think about the demographics like the number of people people of color in a certain area going to school and stuff like that right so you say you say like they may not be that many of this particular like this ethnic group or this race there um but then i was thinking uh before a decade ago who was telling the stories exactly who who was who was showing us um who was who was showing us how things looked back then Mm -hmm. so you know you could totally have whitewashed the entire uh high school class and made it look nice and pristine and very white yeah okay I Uh, i know what you mean papa but hold on so in other words, you, you miss out the stories that are in the background, the stories that are in the fringes, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. stories about those that were uh, people of color who had struggled in their high school because they were not accepted. My mother used to tell me horror stories on how she was treated in high school uh, yeah. because she was Puerto Rican. Yep. So, That's... you know, these people don't get to no. no who is telling their story. Absolutely. You know, of them yeah. when, they were in the, you know, in that time period in the 60s and 70s and be, in, being in high school during that time.
0: Yeah. Westerns are always told from the perspective of the white man who came to tame the land. What about the people who already lived there yeah. and who were being slaughtered, you know? Um, and, you know, you reminded me of a great scene that happened in episode two when Jane is practicing her speech on the T-Birds. Mm hmm. She's like, "How did it go?" She addresses the fact that Buddy's a liar, and that not only did Buddy lie to me, but he lied to all of you. And they're like, "Seems shrill."
1: Right.
2: I feel like I was being yelled at.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) She sounds jealous. You sound jealous. 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 (laughs) Yeah. And another scene where they're all the kids are getting yelled at by their parents, and Olivia's like, "Danny was out too," and they're like, "Boys will be boys." Yes. Yes. Exactly.
1: That one. uh, Yeah. That one quite resonated because yeah Yeah. Yeah.
0: like to piggyback off of eddie you know who was telling these stories it was also white men who never Mm -hmm. gave a shit about women's perspective and who looked at women in a certain way and now we're finally seeing oh yeah this is how it was for women not that long ago
1: yeah and (laughs) just uh to that point in terms of some of the writers here for this show like i see a lot of female writers but i also do see some latina writers also which is great like you know to your points here, like this isn't, this isn't a story being told by white, just exclusively white men.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Which is good.
1: Uh, yeah. my favorite part actually from episode two was when, uh, Jane was going to call out buddy, you know, cause like buddy had wrote her a letter admitting that he slept with one of the popular girls, mm. but she realized it's just like, I can't do that because all I'm doing is slut shaming this girl and he still wins. And it's just like, what a, and it, what a, what a tightrope for women to walk, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no winning, really. Uh, So, yeah, I... It's a shame. I actually I, I actually like this, this storyline, and I'm like, oh, I really wish it wasn't uh, a TV show. I really wish this was just maybe, like, a two-hour movie with a few musical numbers in and yeah. out. And not released to the
0: theaters. Just put on Paramount+. You know? Yeah, that's like, fine. You that keep this, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, you know, yeah. the,
1: the, I think the film, the, the quality of the... The production value of this show is, I think...
0: Cinematic, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's it's, it's a nice-looking show. My favorite number, actually, might be The Mother's Calling the Principal. One of me, that might be, like, one of my favorite numbers in, oh, the, nice. okay. in the show so far. Uh, so, I'm, not, yeah, I'm not giving up on the show, I don't think.
0: I would watch more, yeah. yeah. And I might be like, hey, let's watch it. Or, hey, you should watch this. I would recommend to someone. Uh, I, was, I, was I would definitely ask,
1: say check it out.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask, which gang of pink ladies would you guys want to be a member of? But I kind of feel like I know the answer.
1: Oh, do you? Who do you think I would want to be a member of?
0: I don't know if you'd want to... I mean, based on your opinion on Rizzo, I don't think you'd want to be in her pink ladies game. Yeah,
1: no. It's it's the it's, uh, original pink ladies. The OGs. Yeah, Those... the OGs, yeah. <laughs> Plus, they have, <laughs> they have a little diversity, which... Oh, yeah. Well, they're the
0: only diverse one. I mean, I think I would get along great with Cynthia, who's adorable. Uh, She's probably my favorite character. Uh, And even though I would want to be part of the Grease 2 pink ladies, but they're just...
1: They don't count for this. this
0: The thing about the original Grease and Grease 2 is that they're not the best of friends to one another. Now, maybe this is very true to teenagers and teenage relationships, uh-huh. But they kind of betray each other's trusts a lot.
1: It, I feel like that's really common in just girl worlds.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, if we're going to put the label of catty and all that stuff on women. I mean, it's it sucks. Because so far, these girls are actually proving to be very understanding and sweet mm-hmm. of each other. But then I'm like, hmm. Well, I had really terrible... Like, people had to realize how to treat each other in high school. So that's when you treat people like shit, right?
1: Well- <laughs> Nicole, there's 10 episodes, so I promise you by seven and eight, (laughs) they're going to be at each other's throats and then resolve everything by episode ten, as usually goes down in these shows, you know?
0: The only other thing that I wanted to say was that there's a scene in the original Grease when they're, like, in the hallways, and then Principal McGee comes out and, like, tells, you know, she pretty much, like, yells at Sunny, and Sunny's like, no, ma'am, yes, ma'am, and he has his head down. And he doesn't talk back. He's actually, he's like this big, you know, like, hey, I'm a T-Bird. I'm so cool. Look at me. I'm not in class. But then when he gets confronted by the teacher, he's like putting his head down in shame. Right. But everyone in this show like talks back. Yeah. In a way that I was like, I wish some of them would actually have like that cute little um, dichotomy to them. Where it's like they talk big and all this, but when like they're actually still a teenager. But they're talking back to McGee, who's not the principal yet. Yeah, but she's still a figure of somewhat authority.
1: But is she? Uh, yes, she is. But I don't think I also think that's kind of like kind of do like I'm curious to see what they're going to do with her character because I think that's what they're trying to build up her authority. Also,
0: mm, yeah, because I guess nobody res- and she's a woman, so why should mm-hmm. anyone respect
1: her? And yeah, that's okay. and this is ultimately a female empowerment story that we're watching. Period. And the story, sure. so it would make sense that you would have if you could uh, you know, let's see if this show decides to like go that route I don't know yet I haven't seen the rest of the full 10 episodes on um, yeah. Paramount Plus you're more than welcome to send it to us so we could give fair and accurate views <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah I, I'm i really curious to see what what, what they do but I'm, that's my guess is that she too is going to go through a trajectory of like getting her control of the school
0: yeah and she's constantly be
1: being like ignored like walked all over by the principal
0: yeah, well when she realized she had been had by Cynthia and she like mm-hmm. looked around, I was like, I'm rooting for you to get your revenge. So I hope that happens. Yeah. Uh all right, cool. So overall,
1: um, it need surprised. to be made,
0: but did it need to be made in terms of Greece?
1: You know what? Maybe. <laughs> that's that's what I that's maybe. what I'm gonna leave on to like maybe like
0: I, I I kind of make Greece more accessible in this way?
1: Yeah. Cause I didn't. Cause I don't know if I need like a remake of Greece. Yeah, they didn't remake you know it. I mean? yeah. we're now we're telling like a brand. We're telling a brand new story, and like having it take place four years before the events of Greece means that all these kids from Greece are either in eighth grade right now or freshmen. Yep. Yep. You know, so like forming they,
0: friendships. Then yeah. yeah,
1: they're not important right now to the storyline, but we know that they're there, <laughs> and technically yes. really, they could show up at any moment, except for Sandy. But Danny Zuko might show up.
0: Oh, man. I can't wait for Z- Danny Zuko.
1: And that's probably going to be episode 10 when like he gets transferred and he's like, I'm here, guys. Hey, that's a Fonzie, but whatever. <laughs> Same character. Who? Who?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I kind of was like, I might hate this, and I didn't. And that's always a win for me. So.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly how I went into this. I'm just like, this is going to suck so much. I'm just like, oh, I'm yeah. shocked at how much I'm kind of liking this. Yeah. But...
0: Have you guys seen it? Do you have any thoughts? Did you think Reese needed to be more accessible like we did? And are you happy with the product? You should reach out to us. And the ways you should reach out to us are by emailing us, revivals at gmail.com. Hit us up on social media, on Instagram at RemakesRebootsRevivals, on Twitter at RemakesPodcasts, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube by searching remakes, reboots, revivals. And if you are listening on a podcasting platform, please give us a rating. And if you're available to, can you leave a little review? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm actually going to cut it here, guys. Until next time, stay on original. original.